0: Welcome to the Talk in the Line Podcast, presented to you by Talk in the Line Sports Media Good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide. Oh, and maybe fans of the NFL too. Welcome in to episode 90 of the Talking the Line podcast. And as always, hey, thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Wednesday of bets and now more. But before we get to the and now more of that little sentence there, please take a few moments if you haven't already to
1: smash.
0: That subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you are watching on YouTube, whether live or recorded, you might as well hit that notification bell as well, whatever side of the screen it's on, so you never miss the start of a live show because we got a run of shows that you absolutely do not want to miss. But if you're listening to the audio version on your favorite podcast director, you make sure you hit it there as well so you never miss the release of any audio after every live show is over next item up on the docket quickly if you got a couple extra seconds and you could be so kind hit that like button leave us a comment leave us a rating jump in the live chat if you are watching live we can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you guys do those things and it only helps us make ttl sports media Bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last but certainly not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the Talk in the Line link tree. First link you're gonna see there, and within that you can locate the talkingtheline.com website and all of the TTL crew's social content and other other digital content. So you can consume it however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people, everyone in between now joining us on today's show, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt 45 Soroka. And boy, oh boy, am I excited, ladies and gentlemen. We have a bit of a change to the daily show. If you haven't heard the update, if you haven't seen it amongst our social platforms, maybe you are on our social platforms but haven't stopped by a show yet and you bumped across that uh, post here you just saw on Twitter, welcome in. I am so juiced to get this started. But before I do, I got to bring in my partner. Got to bring in the man that I typically lock arm in arm with every single day in the daily battle with the books and get deep in the trenches. Now, we are still going to be getting deep in the trenches, but more of the NFL variety. Now, I could talk on and on. Got plenty to tell you guys about what's coming. But for right now, let me bring in the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself,
1: Mr. Riley, Armax, Magnuson, partner. How you doing over there today, pal? My man, I could not be much better at all. I am so juicy into NFL season, and to uh, talk about every single team one by one, just the sheer joy that the NFL and talking about it brings to me, I, I really can't put it on a scale because its uh, it creeps up on me every single time, and I'm always surprised at how happy it makes me because... God damn it, do I love some NFL football.
0: (laughs) I do too, my friend. We have both uh, been losing our minds this morning talking about Mm -hmm. it. I am so excited to bring this content to you guys. Um, Now, quickly, before we get into all of that, I start explaining a little bit more about what to expect over the next 32 episodes. And within just today's episode, you do know us as a daily sports gambling show, Mm -hmm. right? So, we did have best bets yesterday, and you know that we're all about full transparency here at the TTL pod. So quickly, let's recap yesterday's best bets of the day. Not the worst day we ever had here at the TTL pod, but not the best by any means. Mr. Magnuson had one game postponed, but put up a 2-0 and day. Got out the brooms. Nice, clean sweep for him. Myself broke even a 2-2 two and two day for me on the books on all of my first five run line plays. They at plus a half. Our two for Tuesday parlay, Uh big loss, big loss, Bay no out. good there. But hey, the money line diced absolutely scorching hot right now. You see the two and zero right there. They are four and zero on this week now. Officially, forty one thirty seven and one on the TTL pod. It may even be forty one thirty six. I think it one. is thirty six. Uh, I think it's thirty six. Not for sure. However, there you go yesterday's best bets of the day not too shabby hope you've been playing the money line dice as we have as of late now i don't want to say that we're not going to be betting mlb baseball because i have a matter of fact already hammered in a few mlb bets this morning that i, I a like myself of some value so first things first as a reminder If you are a fan of the TTL pod, you usually stop by for our best bets, our analysis, picks, everything in between the special play. You're not going to get that for the next 32 episodes, but we're not just going to leave you hanging out to dry we're still going to put in picks we will still have them on the action network app and you can still find them all on talkingtheline.com along with the daily live lines and odds so you can put in your favorite bets out of our bets or maybe even any other bets you like while you're there on your favorite sports hook we have that capability on our website so we're still going to be putting those plays out for you don't worry we're still capping some baseball games we'll still be putting out a few here and there but we don't want to waste any time with it on the daily show and let me tell you why Because if you haven't heard, if just by chance you stumbled into episode number 90 and you said to yourself, well, hey, I want to get prepared early for the NFL season and you haven't ever been to a TTL pod before, first things first, thank you so much for stopping by. Thanks you for coming on in. But for the next 32 episodes, we are going to break down one NFL team per day. You already said it, partner. I just wanted to rehash it. It is going to be absolutely jam packed so we got no time to waste with best bets and analysis what we will be bringing you is still a first half and a second half of the show first half of the show is going to be that given nfl team for today's show first alphabetical nfl team we are going to is the arizona cardinals We will also, if you haven't heard, proceed alphabetically all the way down Mm -hmm. to the Washington football team until September 9th, 2021, which is the start of the NFL regular season, the Thursday night game that gets things kicked off. And hey, we might just have a live watch long plan. But who am I to say? I don't know. Who's Who's to say to say say at this point in time? However, what I do know is that within these next 32 episodes, we will be breaking down the entire lineup, both offensive, defensively, and oh, hey, we're going to get into the coaching staff. Then we'll go ahead and break down the entire schedule. We'll get into strength of schedule. We'll get into division opponents, non-division opponents, 2020 schedule compared to 2021, and so much more that I can't even explain. You're just going to have to stick around to get into it. We're a daily gambling show. Mm-hmm. We got to give you a full betting preview. We are breaking down every single week's line for every single week's team. Home and away, we're giving you trends from last year, trends to look for for this year. We're giving you everything in between. NFL is our love, our pride, and joy when it comes to handicapping, and we have nothing but stats and insights to dish out for you when it gets to the betting preview portion of the first half of the show. Then... Because we're huge fantasy nerds as well as some of you might be who uh, have stopped into today's show and might be for the next 32. We'll also be giving you some fantasy advice, our best fantasy rankings, and everything in between when it comes to whatever team we are talking about that given day. That'll wrap up basically everything we're going to be talking about. We'll obviously dish some additional stuff in there here and there in between. Who knows? Maybe we missed something. Maybe there's a breaking announcement as we're talking about that team because we are in the thick of it, people. We might be hearing about breaking news about a given team as we're speaking about them live on the show. So there might be all of that. But that'll do it for the first half of the show for the next 32. Then we're getting into the second half. As always, you know the drill. We can't have a TTL pod without rants and reactions. So we'll still be talking about everything sports and sports gambling wise, giving you our hot takes insights from everything across that landscape. So don't worry. That'll be coming at the second half of every single show. And you know, since you guys give us your hard earned time and you guys give us your support and following, it wouldn't be a TTL pod either if I didn't pay it forward with a little bit of my motivation minutes. So we still will be having motivation minutes at the end of every single episode and today's message. Is on being kind to yourself so stick around for the end of today's show for the full message on that but uh for now partner oh baby oh baby cut all the drama cut all the banter stop all the nonsense that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get Typically you come to the TTL pod for the stone cold locks and running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long. But from here on out for the next 32 episodes until the NFL season resumes and quite possibly the NCAA football season resumes when we start placing regular daily bets again, you're coming here. For the NFL stats, the NFL trends, the analysis, betting previews, fantasy advice, and everything in between. So my friends, once again, thank you so much for joining us. I cannot wait to bring this to you. So let's get into episode number 90 of the Talking The Line podcast, the first special edition NFL special edition, number one of 32, coming live at you. With the first team, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into it with the Arizona Cardinals. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Strap in. We have nothing but advice, insights, analysis, everything in between. The next hour is going to be jam hacked so hey if you want to get out a notepad pen pencil you might want to rewind at some point in time I highly suggest you do because it is going to get wild well most likely uh, now that I'm thinking about it while we're live I'll probably put some chapters in the uh, recorded version that way you guys can kind of click back and forth between and see exactly uh, what we're talking about at what point right so for now Kicking things off with the Arizona Cardinals, partner, let's get into this, my friend. I can't wait. Uh, First things first, we are going to go through a full team breakdown. This is how we'll be starting every single uh, first half of the show from here for the next 32. I'll be saying that a lot today. Uh, But today, so you don't have to check your calendar, is July 28th, 2021. And for the Arizona Cardinals, we're starting with a full lineup breakdown, as I said. And we're going to get things started on the offensive side of the ball Now, partner, first things I wanted to start with here, and I thought that would be of some very solid value to not only you guys, but to us. Right. And that's kind of why we wanted to do this, too, because we're getting geared up. We were getting geared up for the NFL season. We were doing a lot of reading, a lot of research. said, why the hell would we do this on our own when we can bring it all to you guys, too? Yeah, exactly. So... One thing uh, that I thought was very, very important on uh, to first mention Keyon first, uh, no pun intended, Keyon, uh, key additions and losses uh, for this offensive team this year as far as losses uh, that they either lost to trades or via free agency on the offensive side of the ball. They lost Dan Arnold, uh, tight end. They also lost Kenyon Drake, running back. Uh, We'll talk pretty heavily about Kenyon Drake and some of the holes uh, that are going to be filled by his replacements, but not going to tell you about them yet. Uh, They lost Marcus Gilbert, offensive tackle, Mason Cole center. They also lost Trent Sheffield, not a big loss uh, at wide receiver. Brent Hundley got shipped out of town, but they did replace their second string quarterback. So we'll talk about him in addition to that too. DJ Foster, uh, another running back. So they lost a little bit of depth there, but don't worry. We'll talk about all of that nonsense. They did lose Jr. Sweezy, uh, right guard, kind of a hit there. And then uh, obviously Larry Fitz, it looks like he's going to be retired. Uh, not too certain if he's going to get picked up by any team, but he might be out for the foreseeable future. And then Seth uh, DeValve, um, hadn't really heard of him too much. I know he was on the depth chart, but obviously not a huge loss there for the Cardinals offensively. That's kind of what they lost offensive-wise, but they were able to add a few key pieces offensively that right.
1: I think are going to be pretty top-notch, partner. fill all, I would say fill all those holes and more in addition to that. So I would say addition by subtraction for their offensive side of things this uh, this offseason. So, uh, yeah, you want me to dive into these offseason additions here?
0: Absolutely. You can uh, go ahead and give us the free agents and uh, trades that were added, um, uh, either via free agency or trade, and then uh, go ahead dive into uh, some of that uh, draft class as well on the
1: offensive side side of the ball because I I got a few that I'll be able to pull out of there too. Sure. So at the center position, they traded for Rodney Hudson here and made a a couple additions to their offensive line here. Uh, In addition to him, they brought in Brian Winter's right guard action there. And then as far as skill position goes, uh, my partner mentioned Kenyon Drake losing him. He had uh, you know, inconsistent season, to say the least. They did bring in James Conner from over in Pittsburgh to pair mm. with Chase Edmonds. Mm. And, of course, the big name. Of course, he's been uh, a little bit down, had some injury issues, but they did bring in A.J. Green here. So very interested to see how that guy bounces back, or if I'm at gonna all. Get, I'm going to get more relaxed. I'm loving this. Yes, this this is do. great. Uh, but unless I'm missing something. Oh, you mentioned uh, Brett Hundley is out of town. Colt McCoy is actually in at-back. Backup QB. I did not know that until today, actually. Yes, Even after yes, reading sir. the one for this, kinda just slipped hey, my mind. I'll,
0: always a fan of a Colt
1: or Colton, my That's friend. Fair. So hey, never opposed to seeing one of them of on our team. But uh yeah, that about does it for the uh the offensive side. We're gonna touch on defense, but they did not did bring in Matt Prater at the kicking position. I know mm-hmm. we don't have too much uh, special teams action plan, but uh obviously, but uh definitely old over Prater bomb, definitely worth a look. He did for he sure. get
0: the uh the Bud Light for Detroit, the Detroit Lions last year. Oh, I have no. Did idea. Did he get that longest kick, or was I that, or was know. that Coors Light for the Broncos for McManus? I am totally blanking on what you're talking about. Right really, now. there was know. like there was like a whole thing last year, if I do remember so correctly, that Brandon McManus had to hit like a sixty yard plus or break the record or whatever it was, then like every fan that was there oh, that yeah, day, they I got have a no case. Idea. I don't remember what it all <laughs> was, but I know Prater had the same thing for
1: Detroit, right? But. But anyways, the, uh, the only thing I missed here was drafted <laughs> player. Hole. Yeah, rabbit hole and a half there. But uh, uh, the big off, they did a lot in the draft for their defense. The high, high majority of their draft was defensive. However, in the second round, they did pick up Rondale Moore from Purdue. We could see him in the third or fourth receiver spot for them. And then, uh, you know, obviously as the season goes on, I expect them to work him in. And then late, late seventh round, they took a center. Uh, Michael Manette from Penn State. Don't know much about him.
0: Yeah, uh, the la- one of the last guys you mentioned there, Rondell Moore. I think he is going to be
1: mm-hmm. huge
0: on the offensive side of the ball. Coming out of Purdue... Man, I, obviously we watched him being fans of uh, Big Ten, Big Ten action, and yeah. uh, watching some of that. So, I, I mean, he was a burner. He yeah. was a burner. And uh, it looks like they're going to be tossing him in the slot. I think he's pretty much got the third the third receiver position yeah. locked up right now. Doesn't look like he's going to have a whole lot of competition for that uh, here as we get into camp. But, a hey, we'll see. But we will also talk about some of the value on all those aforementioned offensive right. guys. But let's... Dive deep into what looks like is going to be the starting lineup for maybe your Arizona Cardinals or the birds that find themselves nested in the desert, mm-hmm. if you will. So uh, offensively, let's uh, let's we'll just kind of go break it down and kind of go up to the biggest most important position I, I suppose you could say so offensive line obviously I don't want to say that any uh position in the NFL is not important by any right. stretch of the term but uh offensive line looks like they're going to have uh Humphreys Pew Hudson uh Winters and uh Beecham at the offensive line going from left to right left tackle left right. guard center right guard right tackle so um DJ Humphreys I know he's solid I know they are uh, spending a very very good amount of money on him to uh keep keep Mr. Murray's backside protected yep Uh, I do think that offensive line I know as well they are uh, ninth per uh, sharp football analysis they are um, spending 42.06 million dollars this year in cap on uh, that offensive line so it's one of the better ranked offensive lines per sharp right now so I think that they definitely retooled that this offseason and mainly all of that cap within that offensive line is going to Humphreys yeah Uh, everybody else is either a young guy either got drafted picked up via free agency or who knows what the yeah case smaller might be.
1: deal brian winter's only 1.2 million right now so right but uh yeah Anything i, I agree with you no that offensive line humphreys humphreys keeping him is definitely huge and then uh yeah those two additions inside uh coupled that with the james Conner addition i think that's going to help the run game exponentially from last year absolutely i could not agree more so there is that. Now, how about some
0: tight end action? Uh, one of probably the most muddy tight end situations right now in the t- entire National Football League. At the current time, they have seven different tight ends on their roster. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty pretty up in the air who's even going to be right. starting. Uh, it looks like potentially uh, Max Williams will be. That's Max with two X's for you, my friend. Uh, looks like he's going to be potentially starting, but I'm not too certain if he will be or not. Uh, kind of looks like it's going to be an open contest open competition for that uh, Cardinals tight end room this season
1: yeah it looks like it's going to be uh, like you said one of the muddier tight end rooms in the entire league and probably uh, if not the one of the biggest weakest spot on their team it is it might be their weakest spot on the team here uh, and, and their offense isn't really centered around as far as the receiving game I think they're probably just using those they're they're looking for guys that are going to be uh, bigger helps in the run game as as opposed to the pass game there
0: absolutely and uh, I forgot to mention per uh, Sharps. Uh, offensive and defensive rankings. The Arizona offensive line is ranked 13th out of 32 teams in the NFL. Uh, tight ends, obviously there's no ranking. You can either toss them in with
1: receivers or on the line, however you want to look at them. How about, what do you got? No, sorry, just for context on how uh, you know little experience these tight ends have, Max Williams and Daryl Daniels, the two guys that are listed at the top of the depth chart each eight catches total last year right around 100 yards and one touchdown that's on the full season not one game which would okay. be a very nice game but uh be a yeah. great fantasy day <laughs>
0: but uh no not uh not looking the best for that tight end room there in arizona we mentioned them already uh i'm gonna switch up here a little Go bit ahead. i mentioned them already the running back room yeah. in uh arizona Her sharp football analysis ranked 28th out of 32 teams this year going into the 2021 season. Not looking very good. It's looking like they're going to have James Conner in at number one and then Chase Edmonds still being that number two guy in Arizona. Now, Chase Edmonds does have that that quick flash ability, that Mm -hmm. pop ability. I, I don't know if he'll get any more uptick in production. Now, what I think that this is going to do is that James Conner is going to get a lot of the early down work. Mm -hmm. However, his EPA per attempt last season was absolutely garbage on early down work. So I don't really know how this Arizona team plans to work this duo in here the other big question mark is is can James Connor even stay healthy right who knows yep. I, I'm not even certain that he's played a full season in the last six seasons or maybe even since his rookie year right uh, I do believe but either way I mean it's an all right addition I don't know what you think partner but I, I just don't think that uh really either one of these guys are going to have massive massive seasons you might have one of those weeks like you had last year from Chase Edmonds where you have a Blows 20, a big play. 20 yeah. point fantasy week and a touchdown and a 62 yard reception but outside of that i don't see a whole lot of value in this backfield
1: not a ton of value i do think it is a step up from what they had last year i'm not a big Kenyon drake fan so i think bringing connor in is a step up from that and like i said i think those two interior line -line, whoa what kenyon drake uh connor bigger step than connor connor better than kenyon drake yeah kenyon drake wasn't really that effective at all last year and i think the uh Two interior linemen there that they brought in could help James Conner have some production there. But like you said, I'm not super high on them by any means. Definitely a middle, middle of the pack, the lower third of the league as far as running back talent goes, though, in my opinion.
0: Wow, that is a uh, very spicy take there, my friend. I don't think it is. To the minimal production, the fact that uh, you had Benny Snell and then also, uh, can't think of the secondary running back. Uh, we'll, we'll obviously get into that later. Uh, that's
1: not me. Either way. That's more of an indictment. They, on uh, They were
0: better than James Conner. Um, more of an <laughs> indictment multiple, on multiple how
1: much players. I don't like Kenny Drake as opposed okay. to me talking up James Conner.
0: All right. Either way, spicy take. There you go. There you have it. Moving right along into the wide receiver room. Who do we got? Who are we looking at? It's going to be quite similar, but not really at all. Obviously, you have your statue piece. You guys all know DeAndre. D-Hop. Yep. De- DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, he's obviously going to be one of the top targets once again here in Arizona. He's obviously gained the trust of Kyler. Kyler's gained the trust of him. I mean, everything is uh, seems to be clicking there. Hopefully, they'll be able to get some more of those open field, wide open targets. It appears that a lot of the work that Kyler and DeAndre do together are those short little curl routes and some of the just the out flat routes. So right. I'm not... I'm I'm not certain if that's what they'll keep doing. I I mean I'm certain it is. if they've had excellent success with right. it. Right. But I would like them to see the rip the cover or rip the top off the uh, defense every once in a while. You know, send a nuke down there for one of them bombs. I would right. love to see that. Just throw it up and pray. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> but a- I- absolutely. However. Yeah. They bring in AJ Green. You mentioned it out of uh Cincinnati, of Cincinnati right. in free agency. You know. I- I don't I'm not super high on AJ Green we'll talk about some of the value there later but I'm not very high on AJ Green whatsoever and uh, I don't think that does anything huge and then it looks like Rondell Moore is going to be getting the start too so I I think that's a lot of good value there
1: yeah I mean I'm a little more optimistic on AJ Green than you are not saying he's going to be you know the game changer for this offense or this wide receiving core by any means I maybe I've just been a big fan of him throughout his career I'm not sure but I mean there was a time where he was one of the top five receivers in the league now I'm not saying he's going to get to that by any means but I I do think he, as long as he can stay healthy, I think that's the bigger question is his health. And, and that's more than valid. I could absolutely see him has, continue to struggle with his health. But if he is on the field, I think that's going to help them a lot and open up. Uh, take a little bit of a pressure off DeAndre Hopkins and uh, you know, not take the top off the defense like you're kind of hoping for, obviously. But uh, I think it could be a number nice number two duo there. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I
0: think he has to be a star in that uh, in that offense, yeah. and I just think that's way too much pressure to put on AJ Green with the last few seasons he's had. And you keyed on it; health is just uh, too important for him. Yeah. Last but certainly not least, the quarterback, tenth best ranked quarterback uh, per Sharp on uh, out of thirty two, or well, out of more QBs, but uh, or out of thirty two teams ranked at the QB position. Obviously, they got Kyler Murray. Biggest question mark, is he going to be able to stay healthy this year? Um, I mean, obviously, he was still able to play all last season, but his numbers took a serious nosedive after uh, he had that shoulder injury and Mm. then had a nagging knee injury or something along those sorts. Right. He's got to be able to stay healthy. They obviously retooled this offensive line to help aid in that, but, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Obviously, a lot of his scrambles are going to put him at a little bit more of a risk, but... I will. We'll see. I think we see a lot of improvement again here from Kyler Murray and so uh, the former number one overall pick. Does pretty well in his third season in the NFL.
1: Yeah, and like you said, I think the new offensive line additions are going to help him stay healthy. And I think. Uh now going into I think it's what its third season, if I'm not wrong. Um, I think he's gonna have a lot more experience and knowledge on when to, you know, slide, what run out of bounds, that type of stuff, and avoid those big hits and shoulder hits. Did you just spill all of your all of yourself?
0: No, I literally said coming into his third season in oh, the I NFL. That. <laughs> <right. My> bad. <laughs> like, that's how I closed out oh, what I was saying there shit. to kick it to you. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, no big deal Anyways. there. Anyways, I'm just over here talking. Um as far as that goes, we'll see what happens with Kyler Murray. But uh for the offensive scheme. Uh, It's going to be kind of interesting to see what they do, in my opinion, this year going into 2021. Uh, You know, here in 2020, they ran a lot of 12 personnel. And if you're not familiar, when we refer to like 12 or 22 or even 02 personnel, whatever the case might be, or even 11 personnel. We're referring to the first number indicates the number of running backs in the backfield or in the game, and then the second number indicates the number of tight ends. Then we'll also tell you if, if if there needs to be wide receiver groupings, if there's three, four, two, whatever the case might be. Right. But they ran a lot of 12 tight end. Uh, they did a lot of pre-snap motion, a lot of play action out of that. They were very successful with that, but I think if they want to have more success, they want to win more games. They're just simply going to have to get out of that and not run the ball so doggone much. And I just don't think they're going to be able to depend on James Conner and Chase Edmonds as a duo to be able to uh, run that ball with a punch like like they want to be able to. So this is going to be, once again, the Kyler Murray show, and what this offense can do is going to depend on. So that being said, I mean, I think and other people have said this, I, I think that we see a lot more of those three, four, five receiver sets, obviously five more in the third and fourth down area, but... Right. But three, four receiver sets, I I think that's what they need to do. I mean, I just mentioned it. I would love to see DeAndre rip the top off the defense a little bit more, and I think he has the ability to do that. You get him on those 10-yard slant routes, he can – burn off 90 yards, no question.
1: Yeah, but I mean going back to Murray and his health for to some degree, I'm interested to see because like out of the gates, they used him in a lot of running sets, kind of design runs for him, and it came to a lot of success. And then obviously he had the shoulder injury, other type of injury. And uh, you know, they had to change that up. So I'm interested to see if they are concerned about re-injuring him, whether or not they're gonna, you know, go with those types of sets and whatnot, because it definitely proved to be successful. They started out the gate five and two. So yeah, I think uh, I think they go back to it as long as he's uh, you know 100 healthy. And like I said, I think he's going to have some uh, you know a lot more experience as far as protecting himself when running the ball. I think so too. I couldn't have said that better myself. So
0: that all being said, quickly, uh, just a few key offensive stats to let you guys know about. Uh, the Cardinals averaged about 5.7 yards per, per play last season in 2020. Uh, they also had uh, rushing on about 44.23% of their plays, 55.77% remaining being passing. Uh, they had a completion completion percent, or Kyler Murray did, not too bad, well north of uh, 60 there, 67.30%. The Third down conversion lacked just a little bit, 39.60%, actually a lot of it there. You'd like to see that closer to 50, but 39 is not too bad. And then their red zone scoring, pretty solid, uh, 65.52% of the time they got down there in the red zone. So I think it'll be kind of similar, but I also think they'll definitely uh, do a little flipperoo and uh, start improving here. But let's get into the defense quick, fast, and in a hurry. Briefly, nothing major, uh, just right about the same uh, start here. Key losses, key additions Mm -hmm. uh, for the defensive side of the ball now. Obviously, they uh, had a few key cornerback losses, and I think that's the biggest uh, thing that we're going to be looking at here. Patrick Peterson, they obviously lost. They also lost um, Drake Kirkpatrick and Jonathan Joseph. So that's all just in their defensive back room. So that's uh-huh. going to be pretty big, if I do say so myself. Mm-hmm. Los Angelo Blackson, uh, Hassan Reddick off of the edge. They also lost. Um, Brett, No, I'm sorry. Uh, Corey Peters, uh, who uh, was on the line as well. They lost Devondre Campbell, D'Amato Pico, uh, Dre Kirkpatrick, like I always told you, um, or like I already told you, I just think that those those, uh, defensive losses are going to be the biggest thing here uh, within the uh, cornerback room. Not to mention that uh, they also lost Josh uh, Morrow, who on the uh, line as well. So some of the key losses there that I think are going to loom heavy again. I just think that the cornerback room is... Cornerback room is going to be uh, one of the biggest biggest holes here in this defense. But as far as the uh, defensive players added their partner, what uh, what are we looking at for the Cardinals defensively?
1: Yeah, I mean the obvious one that everyone knows about, Mr. J.J. Watt, the big guy on campus. Now, uh, I of course he's not the uh, three-time Defensive Player of the Year type J.J. Watt, but he's still really effective. Uh, they brought in Malcolm Butler, who I'm not a huge fan of. They got him at uh, 3.29 million. Did not play very well in Tennessee last year, but you know, as you mentioned, all the uh, key losses uh certainly better than grabbing somebody off the street in my opinion so there's those two big additions uh sean williams safety and then obviously they used their like i was saying they used a lot of their draft picks on defense first one uh first pick overall number 16 zavin Collins from tulsa at linebacker so that should help them a little bit and then uh they did uh, address the cornerback position here in the draft fourth and sixth round picks on some cornerbacks marco wilson out of florida and take out one out of US or UCF, excuse me. So decent draft. But uh yeah, as you mentioned, I uh, I'm a little nervous about their secondary, no question about it. I think some of these uh, you know, high powered offenses as far as passing offenses go could pick apart that uh secondary. Cause I do really like their front seven. Uh, sure. especially as we're about to mention, certain guys sticks around. Yeah. I do like their front seven, especially with the addition of JJ Watt, but yeah, I, I, think, I think some high-powered quarterbacks are going to pick their cornerbacks apart here. Sure,
0: and I'm going to kind of move through this defense a little bit quicker because yeah. we do have a boatload of stuff to get into instead of just breaking down guy mm-hmm. by guy because we have plenty of that to get into uh, within the betting and within the fantasy, so right. we don't need to waste time doing that here. Quick executive decision, so just fast, quick, and in a hurry on the uh, defensive side of the ball. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to have the aforementioned J.J. Watt by my partner, uh, Phillips, Lawrence, Chandler Jones, uh, who we will discuss discuss a little bit, might not be there in uh, Arizona come the start of the 2021 season. Maybe by the time you come back and watch this show, who knows? He might not be there at all. Zayvon Collins, uh, they obviously drafted him. Uh, My partner just talked about him in uh, middle linebacker. Got Isaiah Simmons as well coming in for his second year. Malcolm Butler, Buda Baker, Thompson, uh, Alford, and Murphy. So obviously those uh, cornerback position is looking very, very, very bleak. I don't think uh, it's going to be one of the better Better success uh, stories of the NFL no. this year, at least defensively, and I think teams are going to have a lot of success against them in the air. Yeah, I don't hate their safeties, but cornerback, no, it's yeah. not looking
1: good. And Buda Baker
0: absolutely got paid, so yeah. you know, we'll, I, I think he'll have a lot of that veteran leadership and stuff like that, but I'm not too particularly certain that yeah. that, uh, that defense is going to have any type of success, but we'll talk about them a little later in the fantasy portion as well. As far as the coaching staff goes, Cliff Kingsbury entering his third official season as head coach of the Arizona Cardinals and uh, joining him once again is defensive coordinator Vance Joseph. If you didn't know, Cliff also calls the offensive plays. I don't know why you wouldn't have known that, but if you don't, you do know now. Partner, anything that sticks out for you you'd like to see from them? Any adjustments made from the 18th-ranked head coach overall in the NFL?
1: Yeah, I mean, Cliff Kingsbury, a lot of people had skepticism about him. I think he's got a lot of talent as far as play calling goes. I think he's got a lot of things to mistakes and things to figure out as far as game management goes. And then kind of as I was saying, how he's going to handle Kyler Murray as far as full go. Here we go. We're going to run the ball as much as we can, throw the ball as much as we can, scramble around, or if they're going to protect him a little bit— I'm interested to see that, but uh, I think he takes a step up and then Vance Joseph has been kind of, he's been having the Cardinals kind of a middle of the pack team as far as defense goes. So
0: yeah, that three, four scheme leaves a little bit more to be desired coming from Vance. So we'll see if he revamps anything, but I don't know. I think it's going to be just a lot of the same here, yeah. this upcoming season. So, There you go, the full offense, the full defense, and the coaching staff breakdown. It's a little bit more important to break down the uh, offense a little bit more in depth there as well. So that is the full lineup breakdown. Everything, you know everybody on the defensive and offensive side of the ball. Let's get into these guys actually playing. The nitty-gritty, the good parts of this. Let's get into this stuff now. So... First things first, we wanted to get into is uh, some of the strength of schedule here for these teams. Now, per Sharp Football Analysis, my guy, Warren Sharp, uh, shout out if you do see this at some point in time, uh, they got a pretty doggone tough schedule going on this season. Uh, They got a rough stretch weeks four through six uh, between the Rams, 49ers, and Browns, and they also face the 49ers again uh, following facing the Packers Mm -hmm. in week eight and nine, and then they close out their season Against the Colts, Cowboys, and the Seattle Seahawks right. in week 16, 17, and 18. Now, Cowboys, jury's still out. We'll see if old Mike can get them turned around right. and what happened. But we're not no talking question. about the boys here today. However, just looking at this uh schedule right now, it absolutely looks more difficult than uh I could possibly imagine. They had a pretty easy schedule last season, and uh this just this doesn't seem this just doesn't seem eight wins to me, my friend. But we won't talk about that yet. We'll get into that in a minute.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at it right now. I mean, they've got four games against the AFC South, four games against the NFC North. Colts and Titans are going to be tough. I think the big thing here, aside from, uh, of course, if they can have success in the division, they're going to go to the playoffs. But like you said, not going to be easy. Big thing here is... Uh, the talent level of the NFC North and how their seasons are playing out, because uh, you know Aaron Rodgers back. Obviously, I'm going to say that's the loss to the Packers. But as far as the Bears and Vikings are concerned, uh you know that could be a t- big swing as far as their over under concerned, and you know whether or not they make the playoffs. They can get two wins against those two teams. That's going to be a big jump there. Uh, but then, yeah, that AFC South, that Colts game down in the stretch there could be a big one. I think it's on Christmas actually. Hmm.
0: All right. Well, speaking of uh, some division opponents, first thing you said there. Let's talk about those division opponents. Obviously going to be playing the Rams, the Seahawks and the 49ers all in the NFC West. to be playing them all twice, six games in total, obviously uh, on the season. Now they play the uh, Rams in week four, 49ers week five. Then they have a little bit of a division break. Then 49ers again, week nine Seahawks week 11 Rams week 14. And then Seahawks again in week 18 to close out the season. So I honestly am very bearish on this Arizona Cardinals team. I don't think that uh, they will have all too much success against some of these out-of-division opponents. And that's a heck of a segue to actually talk about that. Uh, you did mention it, partner. They're facing the NFC North and also the AFC South as their uh, two other divisions. Their total eight games outside of their main schedule. Mm-hmm. You know the NFC North. Uh, one of the big things was uh, them playing the Packers. Is Aaron Rodgers going to be back? What is this? Is the big question mark there? And you know, with him coming back, man, I don't. I don't think it looks very good for them in the matchup uh, between them at all. I think uh, the Packers win that game outright, no problem whatsoever. Uh, last time that uh, the line was checked. The Packers were favored by three points in that game, and that was still with a lot of muddiness uh, with Aaron Rodgers in uh, not in Green Bay, right. uh, what not showing up what the case might be. So who knows what will happen there. Uh, however, as far as those non-division opponents in the NFC uh, North, The Vikings, I think, have a solid opportunity to beat them. We'll see what the Bears are when they eventually meet them in Week 13. I think we'll know a lot about the Bears by then, obviously. And then the Lions, I don't know if Motor City Dan Campbell have the boys all ready to rock and roll quite yet this season, but... We'll see. Uh, I I think they can at least get one win out of there, uh, if not maybe two. And then as far as the AFC South goes, I see them getting maximum two wins out of there. I think they could beat the Jags pretty easily unless uh, it's one of those games where it comes down 23-20 game. I mean, how many of those did we see from the Cardinals last season, for crying out loud? but I think they can definitely beat the Texans. Obviously won't waste any time talking about all these teams, but I think they uh, definitely lose to the Titans and the Colts, but can get wins over the Jags and the Texans for the time being.
1: I'm a little higher on this team than you are, my friend, because I actually think uh, I think they get the uh, Titans week one, actually. Titans have, uh, they did start the season the Titans 5-0 and last year, but they came out of the gates a little slow. They had uh, their margin of victory combined was like five or six points against the Broncos, Vikings, and Jaguars, I think. And they've kind of done that the last couple of seasons where they start a little slower. Last year they were fortunate enough to have a weaker schedule, but I think the Cardinals jump on them in the in week one, so I'm a little bit higher on you. I think than you are on this team. Yeah, I, think I definitely go, am. I'm not drinking the Kool Aid because it was I think one they go, of the highest offensive seasons and one of the easiest seasons on the
0: road and mm-hmm. everything in between last season, and they struggled worse than they had in 2019. So I, you bring in the fans factor, you bring everything in that. I'm not high on them whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I uh, whatsoever. personally, personally, I think they go three and one against both the NFC North and the AFC South. That's my prediction here.
0: Really? So yep. I, I think they go 1-3 um, and three in the NFC North. I think they go 2-2 two and two in the AFC South. And then the remaining three opponents that we haven't covered yet, they're facing the Brownies, the Boys, and the Panthers. Yep, I think they lose to the Browns. Uh, I think so too. I think yeah. the Browns have way too elite of a defense and now are really shaping up that offense. They made the yep. playoffs last year because of that offense. So I think that that is going to be a key factor in that game. I agree with you there. You know, we'll see the jury's still out. It's all the way until week 17 for the Cowboys, depending on what the Cowboys are and where they are, and if Dak does have comeback player of the year season and that defense can fix the holes, hey, the Cowboys might win that game too, in my mind, and then also, we got to see what the Panthers are. How is Christian McCaffrey going to be coming Mm -hmm. back off of that ACL? How is Sam Darnold going to link up with the wide receivers? Who knows what's going to happen in Carolina, and we'll obviously talk about that at a later date, but... I think that's a very losable game as well. I think that's one of them 23-20 games you could potentially see, depending on how the Panthers shake out. That's a mid-season game right at Week 10, so mm-hmm. who knows what happens there.
1: Yeah, like I said, I'm a little higher than you are on these Cardinals, my friend, because... uh as far as the Cowboys, uh, I think they lose to the Browns. I agree with you there. Don't know about the Cowboys. I'm still a big question mark there. But I think they get the, I think they get one against the Panthers. And I'm also not as quite as high on the Seattle Seahawks. So I do think they struggle within the division against the Rams and Niners. But I think they get at least one win there against the. Uh, the old Seattle Seahawks. So, Oh, well, nobody said I was high on the Seahawks. Oh, no, no, I know. I That's just me personally saying but, that right uh, now.
0: But I also, I, I don't think that they have very much success within that division uh, this season. A lot of those teams beefed up that defense for sure, a reason sure, uh, sure. because they know that. And uh, we'll talk about their division wins and everything here in the betting preview very shortly. But they do have a bye in Week 12. That is when their bye week is the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, overall, you know, I think this is a little bit tougher of a schedule, obviously. Uh, it obviously is also predicted to be a little bit tougher of a schedule. They faced the NFC least. I mean, NFC East last season uh, for their four-game stretch, and mm-hmm. then also the AFC East. The AFC East obviously still had Buffalo, still had kind of Miami sticking around here and there, but then New England obviously was not New England. You never know what you were going to get, and then goodness gracious, we had the 0-14, 0-15 at one point. Sure, gets. sure. So. You know, they didn't have the hardest schedule in the world, also played the Panthers and the Lions. I don't know. We'll see what happens here in 2021, but I definitely think this schedule is a lot, lot harder, and if they don't make some serious improvements, it is going to show.
1: Yeah, no question about it. I mean, I like the way they came out of the gates last year, and then I think the injuries that Kyler Murray dealt with was honestly the bigger reason that they had kind of tanked in the second half of that season. So as long as Mr. Murray is fully healthy, I like this team quite a bit, actually
0: all right ladies and gentlemen i do as i do as well but you it know it is a tough schedule i, I, I absolutely <laughs> it is I, I, w- I was extremely high on them last year i was speaking uh-huh. just about like you were last year and got very 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 disappointed with how i was so i'm going to tamper those okay. expectations just a little bit and i'm going to say they're a middle of the pack team and I, okay. I don't think they win this division by any means no i'm not I saying, saying that they're going to no. be a very average 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 team with all of the firepower that they have but that does it for the schedule Let's get in to a full betting preview. Let's talk about quite a few things here. Now, first things first, what are we looking at lines? We have week-by-week lines already full access, right to you delivered in prime time week one you already talked about it partner against the tennessee titans they are a two and a half point underdog right now i do believe that might have ticked up to three and a half i'm not sure uh the last time i looked at that however uh week two against the vikings three and a half point favorites week three against the jaguars two and a half point favorites as well uh rams in week four four and a half point dogs it is a pick them in week five against the 49ers they come in as four and a half point dogs against cleveland in Week 6, 10.5-point favorites against Houston in Week 7. Green Bay, they are 3-point favorites in Week 8. That may have now flipped because of Rodgers being back on the field. 49ers in Week 9, they are 5.5-point dogs. Week 10, Carolina, they are 6.5 favorites. In week 11, they come in as three and a half point dogs to the Seattle Seahawks, then follow that up with one and a half point favorite performance in Chicago uh, against the Bears. Then in week 14, once again, two and a half uh, drop down a little bit, actually, from week four to week 14, two and a half point dogs against the Rams in week 14. Then six and a half point favorites only against the Detroit Lions. One point favorites, virtual pick them against the Colts in week 16. And then follow following up with week 17 and 18, one and a half point dogs against the Cowboys and two point favorites against the Seahawks. Interesting stuff, my man. Yeah. Uh, week one, it did tick up to three plus three against the Titans. Okay. So I thought it had moved up just a little bit yep. there. So obviously, uh, who's ever betting early might be on your side as well. Think they uh, get off to a hot starter here in the early season, but Uh, you know those close games the old Cardinals weren't so doggone good in last year so I don't know I might be uh, you know what way too early week one pick if I was a betting man gun to my head you know I uh, think that this Tennessee offense has made some serious improvements and I do believe that they will have some success I do believe that that defense is going to be hawking in week one Tennessee's yes okay and that they are going to rip the absolute cover off of that defense with the weapon or offense yes defense goodness gracious with the weapons that the Titans added in free agency
1: yeah yeah I already said it I think the Cardinals coming and get the win I just uh you know this Titans team has been more of a second half Come on, very strong. And obviously, make the push to the AFC Championship a couple of years ago, and then had a really good second half last year. I did mention they started five and zero last year, but their margin of victory against three uh, non-playoff teams was either five or six total. So and that's okay. They come in as three-point dogs. So I'll take, fine. I'll but, take a uh, plus three all day long. I'm gonna go. Yeah, way too early could change but uh yeah i'm gonna go cardinals money line on this one my friend cardinals money line on that one don't even have
0: odds on it he's just going cardinals yep. money line that's what because i said because he's not
1: favorite in the cardinals spread
0: so eh, see titans plus three you can already see how this nfl season is gonna go <laughs> uh but yeah i do love the titans plus uh three plus two and a half wherever it's at uh on your favorite book if you want to put in an early bet but how about it we have uh, a few key 2020 ATS and over/under trends. Yep. Now, as far as this goes, ladies and gentlemen, we have the Arizona Cardinals. They came in in 2027 and nine ATS. They did have an average line of one point eight, uh, minus one point eight. They were favored uh, on their line there, but they were five and six as a favorite, two and three ATS as a dog. 3 and 5 ATS at home, 2 and 4 ATS as a home favorite, and 1 and 1 ATS as a home dog. Now on the road, wasn't much better. 4 and 4 ATS away, 3 and 2 ATS as an away favorite, and 1 and 2 ATS as an away dog. So maybe a little bit of that ATS as an away favorite. Uh, you know, that uh, actually they do. Do they play in Tennessee in week one? Yeah, it is uh, in Tennessee. It is in Tennessee, so maybe a little something there for you to think about. Side with my partner on there. Who knows? Uh, But that's where they're at as far as ATS goes, some key trends. As far as over, under, they were 6-10 per sharp football analysis, but 5-11 on uh, team rankings, so might have potentially just been a different closing number, whatever the case might be. Uh, However, they did have an average line of 50 uh, for their game totals throughout the course of the 2020 season, and they were five and three over under at home, and one and seven over under on the road. So a little bit tighter contested contests on the road, and uh, keeping those totals way under.
1: Yeah, sorry, I could see this team despite. Even if their offense uh, you know, is even higher scoring than they were last year, I could see them being an under team just because the public perception is going to have them being a high-powered offense. Those totals are going to be very high, right around 50, if not higher again. So I could see them being another under team once again this season. Sure. But hey, we all love
0: a good teaser, so why not give you some trends for their 6.7 point and 10 point teasers, <laughs> respectively. For 6, they uh, 6 point teaser, they were 10 and 6, uh, straight up, or ATS, however you'd like to say it. 7 point teaser, they were 10 and 5, and a 10 point teaser, they were 13 and 2. So, not a bad team to uh, toss in a teaser from week to week, get a few extra points, just uh, depends. Man, I have the itchiest Oh, <sighs> itchiest nose going That's on right now. I have like on? a, I think a hair or something, maybe a, a little uh, TTL mascot hair, but there you go. There you have it. Uh all of the ATS trends and the over-under trends and a little bit of teaser action for you. The Arizona Cardinals, good team to add to a teaser. How about back to that win total? Well, partner, I said a little while back ago in the show, we had a win total of eight set for the Arizona Cardinals. Correct. Now- Goodness gracious, this is ridiculous. I just had to use my shirt because I didn't bring my towel today, but gosh darn it. Now, win total set at 8, and the line is out. Over 8 wins for the Arizona Cardinals. Remember, we do have an 18-game season now, 18-week season, 17 games entirely when you exclude the bye week. The over is at minus 130, and the under is at plus 110. Correct. Correct partner early pick early selection are you going over are you going under i could probably guess at this point in time
1: yeah as you mentioned my friend uh or as i mentioned we're a little bit differing on uh as far as the win totals of this team i am going over i think they fare well against the nfc north aside from my packers i think they fare well against the afc south aside from the old colts and uh you know aside from that uh you know i don't know I don't know if this is going to be one of my higher confidence picks as far as over-under. I could honestly see very well see a push on this action, no question about it. Um, so I am comfortable taking the over with the uh, caveat that there could be a push. Uh, but I do think they get another win against the Panthers there. And then that leaves for me, uh, the way I'm playing it out here, that leaves one win in the division to get themselves to eight. And I think they, I think they'll at least go two and four in the division, despite how tough it is there. I think they get at least one, if not two, against Seattle, and then maybe they'll find one there against one of those other teams. Um, but I really like the uh, the over eight in this one, uh, for all those reasons that I said. I think they start off the gates three and zero, and then uh, I, I think it's very possible they start three and zero, and then kind of fall back right to three and three, and then have a nice little season after that. But uh, I think they come out of the gates hot, and I know obviously you're on the other side as me, but uh, are you thinking they start zero and two here? No, uh, not at all. Not at all. That is
0: not uh, not where I'm at. I okay. actually do like the plus 110 value on the under. Okay. I think it's extreme under uh, value. And why do I think that? Well, they went eight and eight last season, which was an improvement from five and 12 or five and 11 in 2019. However, I don't think that they improve upon that because they didn't do much to the defense. And the defense was the sixth luckiest defense in the entire NFL. And what do I mean by that? They got most of their fumbles, their own recoveries, they got insane. You saw all the big plays, they got insane uh just different things that happened to them like that. They were very very lucky in a lot of key places. And I think I've been talking about in MLB all week. We're going to see some regression with that. And they did not they shipped good players away, and they didn't really fill them with any better players. So, sure, you may be higher than all get out on the offense and love everything that they're going to do and be ripping through teams. But this defense is a glaring hole, and this is going to cause them some very, very serious issues of being in tight games because they play a lot of high-powered offenses mm-hmm. as well. So that all being said, I think it comes down to a lot of Arizona Cardinals shootouts, and we're going to be losing these games. We're going to see things happen. Sure, we might have that DeAndre Hopkins overall, the Bills defender bringing it down, game sealer win by three, but I think a lot of them are going to be going the opposite way for the Cardinals because of that defense, because a lot of those teams are going to get in that position. So I'm, I'm pretty doggone comfortable taking the under here. You know, as crazy as it sounds, I see them potentially getting five wins. Uh, Okay. I I see them potentially. And if they beat my bears, that's with me being a bears fan. I think they could beat the bears six wins in general. I I think they go way under it. So that being said, alternate win total value, if you like anything that I just said there while I'm already popping it, let me pop open a sports book here real quick just while I'm thinking about it. Yeah.
1: And while you're doing that, I will say that I have no interest in going anything over eight and a half or anything higher than that. Like I said, this probably won't be one of my favorite plays as far as over-unders are concerned. But uh, yeah, we are definitely differing here. So if you like If you like that prediction of six, hell, you even like prediction
0: of seven. You like it well under seven and a half. You're getting plus 130 odds. You like my prediction, early prediction of six wins for the Arizona Cardinals. You are getting that at plus 230 odds right now. So something interesting to think about. I, you know, I, I just, I think that the Titans win that game potentially, Mm Mm-hmm. Potentially, I think the Titans do win that game, at least at least a cover. I'll have to revamp this. And this it might add that might add an additional win for me. So get me up at least to seven. Um, But I don't think I think the Vikings have something sneaky up their sleeve for uh, that defense. And then that brings me back. I think the Titans do, too. So I think that they start zero and two. They get a win over the Jags. Then they have another three tough, tough loss, losing streak against the Rams, the 49ers, Mm -hmm. and then the Browns. Then they're able to take one off the chin, get another quick little lick in with the Texans, get a nice win. Then they get smacked in the mouth by your Packers, Mm -hmm. smacked in the mouth again by the 49ers. Get to have a little bit of a break against the Panthers, but who knows? Maybe the Panthers are playing hot as all get-out. Then they gotta go play a division opponent and hopefully play good against Seattle. Then play the Bears star-studded defense. Then go play the Rams star-studded defense defense again then oh hey maybe we'll get a win in detroit and then we face some of the best defenses in the league closing it out colts cowboys and the seahawks
1: so i don't know that's a hard damn schedule to get eight wins get nine wins i can see that cowboys game being like a 39 36 type action that is going to be a shootout but uh yeah that stretch to the week four five and six rams niners browns if they can get one of those games they'll be probably pretty happy with themselves um But uh, yeah, I mean, we we definitely disagree a little bit here. But I can't deny how hard that schedule is. I just think uh, I think they improve and get back to kind of the team we saw five and two, six and three to start the season last year. Yeah, I uh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, in in certain aspects, I couldn't agree more with you. In other aspects, but it is that 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 schedule is tough, man. So that's why that and that's why I'm I'm not gonna you know say that I'm hammering this in and putting five units two units or yeah, a, 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 maybe me, not uh, even one i don't know but uh i definitely like the
0: over there you have it my friends well something in turn with some of those win totals is uh debating on whether or not a team makes the playoffs mm-hmm. because of how many wins they uh get you know something worth of value right now make miss playoffs for the cardinals to make the playoffs it is at plus 176 and to miss the playoffs it is at minus 220 so you know, I think uh, I, I wouldn't go rush into the window with the line like that, but I think there is a very, very possible shot that the Cardinals don't even come close to making the playoffs here this year. They, I think they have a very, very tough... Defensive division opponent schedule, and I think that's gonna play very big dividends to where they end up in the division race this year.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not gonna be hammering in either of these ones plus 176 to make the playoffs. I think uh, you you know we I, I expect to see three teams out of the NFC West in the playoffs, and I, I honestly think the Cardinals are gonna finish third in this division. So by that logic, I'm kind of talking myself into myself into taking yes, but at the same time, uh, that division is just too damn tough uh i if it goes up to plus 200 i might be interested in it aside from that i don't know that there's much value just because it's going to be such a gauntlet in the west
0: yeah it definitely is and uh i i don't think they're uh they're going to have too much of a successful year. But that all being said, uh, kind of a segue into their division odds. Um, it kind of lines up right with what I've been saying, not as much as with where you're saying. I mean, a kind of. A you're a little bit higher on their win totals, but I think we're both kind of in alignment here with uh, their plus 600 odds dead last in the NFC West uh, to win it outright. I don't think they win this outright by any stretch. I think, Yeah, as far uh, as that, no. I think this is the return of uh, McVay. I think this is all but the Rams year, and we'll obviously
1: have a full Rams episode, but hey I, I, that's where I'm, I'm leaning as far as the nfc west goes yeah as far as the division winner i'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole i like i said i am kind of talking myself a little bit into a tiny little play on there to make the playoffs but as far as division no chance no i i 100 agree with you on that one my friend um
0: so with that being said obviously no real value on the conference winner anything Short. uh like that and then obviously we don't think they're making it to the super bowl or maybe i'm hammering a super bowl bet man i highly doubt that (laughs) with freaking green and gold bleeding out (laughs) of your ears for the last two days chance boys and girls pray for me it is going to be an extremely extremely long six to nine months um as a bears fan here at the Talking the line podcast because the resident packers fan he had stopped he hadn't stopped boys and girls that's all i can say well let's keep this moving along and actually before i do partner we are going to uh just quickly see how this goes right now we're right about at uh hour and a minute uh Uh, typically we wrap up the first half of the shows at a minute so depending on how long we go here um with the uh rest of the fantasy projections and everything uh, we might cut down or cut out ransom reactions just depending on what happens but sure let's keep it moving right along for the arizona cardinals our fantasy outlook: what we think, some guys will be targeting, some guys you should be targeting. Let's talk about that for the A-Z cards. Now, first things first, we uh, we're supposed to have that uh, the old the old graphic on there, but we do not. Start Stash a pass. Uh, however, that is my fault. I should have remembered to do that. But uh, this kind of will start. Our segment, the segment's going to be called, obviously, with it being the first show and us being the entire production, everything crew here, uh, we didn't have everything perfect, but we will. Uh, This segment is going to be called Start, Stash, or Pass. Now, we'll be going through each one of the positional um, rooms, if you will, that you can possibly draft from in a fantasy draft. Obviously, we'll also talk about the defense as well, and then uh, we'll kind of say, hey, are we going to start them? Are we going to stash them, put them on our bench for a potential play later, or maybe... Steal him as a handcuff, steal him away from somebody, or are we just going to pass with them all in general? So let's get into the QB room. My friend, uh, obviously, Kyler Murray. Now, mm-hmm. um, I would obviously start him. No question. In this position. However, uh, I'm not targeting him as my QB1 by any means. Uh, there's a, there's a, at least a few handful of guys that I would – pick out before i would go, go dive deep into kyler murray and trying to find some value on him
1: how about you uh as far as my own personal draft strategy i typically stay away from the top like three five guys in the fantasy draft he was number three qb in 2020 and i actually would not be surprised if he's top three once again so as far as you know the people those of you who like to get one of those top three quarterbacks and make sure that you have them down i do like him to go that high. My personal own draft strategy is typically to wait a little bit on quarterbacks. So for that matter, I'm kind of passing on him in a way. But like I said, I think he could be easily a top three quarterback in fantasy once again, because I think those rushing numbers kind of go where they were last year, if not higher. And he was uh, he might have been number one for a while last year, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, yeah, and my own personal draft strategy, I'm not taking him, though. Yeah, I, I don't
0: think so either. I, I just I target quarterbacks in the later rounds, the way, way later rounds. Yeah. Um, just and in, in I mean you can find still find plenty of value with yeah. uh, good QBs there. So that's how I've always kind of drafted as well. Um so you kind of miss out on some of those guys like Patty Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and potentially maybe Dak Prescott this year again. Maybe he gets back up there in the top five, top six category. But yeah, I I think he has serious value. I think he is 150% worth an add. I would start him. I suggest you guys, if you like targeting quarterbacks early or can get him in some shape or fashion with where you're at in your draft, Mm -hmm. absolutely get Kyler Murray because yes, I do think that his rushing does go through the roof. His production should improve as long as he stays healthy. And then I think we see some improvement uh, with some different personnel groupings in the passing department as well. So I look for all that uh, coming from Kyler Murray. But The running backs, Um, we got... A lot of other
1: question marks on this team. A lot of other
0: question marks. Uh, Their RB1, uh, you have James Conner, and then their uh, number two running back on the depth chart is Chase Edmonds. Mm -hmm. Now, James Conner... I no value in my mind. No value. I, I'll pass all day long. Yeah, not on this um, team. I'll pass all day long on that. So you know he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't have any spot even on my bench until if I see something maybe a flash the James Conner of old. He can start ripping off some yards maybe. But right now, no thanks, I'm good.
1: Right, and if maybe if Chase Edmonds gets hurt and they have absolute garbage behind him and he's the only one getting a lot of carries and they have to change up their offense, maybe it might be worth their fantasy.
0: See, I was thinking the opposite way around for anything like that. I would stay away from Connor if that's the perspective you're taking on it, and I would target... Chase Edmonds. If you're trying to target some type of maybe handcuffing a guy, just in case one of these guys right, gets right, right. Injured. That's not
1: kind of. I, I, I honestly fully agree with you on that. I'm yeah. just saying if Edmonds goes down and you know encounters on the waiver wire because he's been trashed for the first few weeks, then I might be interested in. Him. Sure. But as far as draft, I'm 100 with you there.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I would definitely put uh, James Garner going on the injured list before we see Chase Edmonds. So yeah, definitely That's fair. okay definitely, definitely, from that angle. Yeah, sure, yeah sure definitely, uh, definitely something to think about though there as well. So. No real value. I would pass on James Connor, and I would stash Chase Edmonds for the time being. But I would not target him in any capacity earlier than the 12th, 13th round of your draft. Sure, I wouldn't. I wouldn't come close to him for quite some time. There's plenty of other names, yeah. running back wise, you can find.
1: I'm also stashing him in PPR. I would say in PPR. If it's not PPR, I have no interest in him at yeah. all. Yeah, uh, nobody, but
0: as that's far as true.
1: yeah, as far as PPR, I'm also stashing him. Uh, if he falls to me, you know, later in those rounds, I would probably scoop him up. Um, um, but again, same as you, I'm not calling, uh, calling for a big breakout type of fantasy season from him by any means. Sure. So there's the running back room. How about the wide receivers? The most coveted position. Well, actually,
0: running backs are kind of the most coveted yeah. position. But you ain't got no value in Arizona that you can fill your running back positions with. So how about those wide receivers? A little bit more value, obviously, coming out of Arizona. Mm-hmm. So, um Wide receiver one, no question whatsoever. Yep. DeAndre Hopkins, that's, uh, we'll both start him all day long. Yep. If you see Nuke on the board and it's your first pick, I suggest you scoop him up promptly if he is still on the board
1: right same with me unless you've got a running back that you're absolutely dying for and you can't pass up i'm also with you there i've had him on my team before houston i believe a couple years ago and it is it's pretty fun i'll be honest it's 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 really fun it's (laughs) It's great having him on your (laughs) team
0: absolutely he's so good uh wide receiver two or appears to what will be wide receiver number two aj green Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go ahead and stash for the time being i like him in a bench Maybe flex roll every once in a while. I don't think he's really going to put up much production here at all. I think he's going to be more of a uh, kind of a nuisance, kind of a just a, a decor guy, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, to get uh, defenses off of DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think he's going to have anywhere in the way worth of numbers, fantasy numbers wise, at least this year.
1: I wouldn't uh, think so either. I'm also stashing, in, and it's kind of a draft investment. If you have, uh, you know, definitely don't reach for him, uh, but if he kind of falls to you, I would say it might be more of a draft investment because if he's 100% healthy and looks like he used to, then yeah, absolutely, it's a huge pickup. But uh, I don't really expect that either. I, I'm a little higher in, on him than you are, but I'm also stashing him. Perfect. And the
0: remaining... Remaining, Remaining. Rem- remainder of the wide receivers. Now they have a good, good majority of wide receivers competing. Um, it does appear that Rondell Moore is going to be that third receiver now. That's why they brought him in. But they also still have Andy Isabella, Christian Kirk, and Keyshawn Johnson mm-hmm. who've already all played. But then they got just a list of guys who might end up going on the practice squad or who knows what they might end up doing. But as far as those guys go, I, for the time being, would pass on Andy Isabella, Keyshawn Johnson, and Christian Kirk. I would let them all fall for now to the waiver wire. There'd be really no point in my draft that I would even want to target those guys as a stash. And Andy Isabella, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Rondell Moore. I would, at this point in time, it's kind of a start ash to me. Start 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 ash, pass yeah. or, uh, or uh, start start uh, start sit. I it kind of, I I don't really know how to word it because I don't know what he's one hundred. Kind of a
1: draft investment on him. Yeah, too.
0: kind of a, a draft investment, one hundred and fifty percent. I'm not I'm not sure. I would probably stash him for the time being. I don't know if he's worth a flex spot until you can see the kind of connection mm-hmm. that he and Kyler can have. I do think that he's going to open up a lot of those five to ten yard, five to eight yard, five to seven yard intermediate passes right in the middle of the field and just take off on the burners. So yeah I, I don't know i'm pretty high on him i would definitely target him in the later rounds or if he's kind of lingering around and you have yet to get somebody who you kind of need to depend on as a wide receiver rondo moore is definitely worth the worth target
1: yeah he's projected on espn 138.3 fantasy points this season so uh and not a terrible number like you said kind of just need to see where he is i'm taking a heavy pass on christian kirk he was number one or number 51 wide receiver last year 48 catches 621 yards He had six touchdowns uh, receiving last year. I cannot imagine uh, that he is going to even come close to four or five. So I think that's going to be a big drop off from him. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So we'll see what happens there
0: in the wide receiver room, but uh, obviously not a whole bunch of value to target. If you can get Nuke early, snag him, uh, maybe pass on AJ Green or stash him for the time being. Uh, Obviously don't go out of your way to target him, but also also don't go out of your way to target, but somebody I think you should target definitely more than AJ Green is Rondell Moore, Mm -hmm. just in my humble opinion. So. There you have that, and I already kind of talked about it up at the top of uh, the breakdown here um, for the full lineup, but as far as fantasy goes, no real value in the tight end department. Nobody you even need to look at or talk about or discuss or debate on whether or not they deserve a spot. They're all passable, Uh, no one that you even really need to talk about. As far as the defense goes... Leave them alone, leave them be. They're probably going to be a solid 0 to negative 5 defense all year long, I would imagine, if I had to project them anywhere. I think they're going to give up a lot, a lot, a lot of passing yards. They're going to give up a good amount of rushing yards, especially if they lose Chandler Jones. I don't know what that situation is going to be. They're going to need to fix that. And they're, they are putting a lot of pressure on Zayvon Collins. Zayvon Collins has to be the veteran voice as a rookie on this defense Mm -hmm. and you know that might cause some early problems i do definitely envision it causing some early problems no question in my mind so I think this defense gets torched. I don't think it's worth any bit of an ad. Um, maybe late, no, nah, not even later on in the season. Let them follow the waiver wire. Avoid the Cardinals' defense, per me.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, matchup based. There might be a few games where you can scoop them up. They were surprisingly the number 10 defense last year in fantasy. Uh, but as you mentioned, it's yeah, strange. schedule isn't as, uh, as tough as it's going to be this year. So I'm kind of with you on that one. Um, but I do think there's going to be a few spots where if you're hurting for a defense, you can probably scoop them up and have a decent play on them.
0: Yeah, that came down to a lot of that uh, luck, too. Some of those defensive numbers and some of that defensive production as well. Some of those long, that Buda right. Baker interception, uh, you know, get some extra yards there. Mm-hmm. All that different things that, that they had the ability to do and, and were lucky and getting fumbles and different things, too. So yep. I don't, uh, don't think that continues on my side. But from both of us, uh, maybe plug and play week to week. But uh, definitely not worth a target on your draft day. Outside of that, that does it for all the fantasy value, all the analysis, everything in between on the fantasy side, DFS side. Obviously, um, me and Mags are in a league together. We've been in the same league for just about a decade now. We've been doing this damn league, so... We'll obviously be playing our own teams. We are also, I'm personally in a few other leagues. Mm -hmm. I do DFS. I do some other stuff too. So we'll have that advice all season long as well. Um, I'm looking at it right now. We're out about an hour and 15, and it typically takes us with everything that I got rocking and rolling here uh, to go a solid amount of time and go about two hours plus with everything we got rocking and rolling. So with all that being said, That pretty much wraps up the uh, first half of the Talking the Line podcast. So we're going to make this super duper looper fast. And we're going to get into the second half of the show. But we're not going to get too wild here today. But before we do, once again, that wraps up everything on the Arizona Cardinals. We'll be sure to uh, bookmark each individual spot, so if you want to learn a little bit more about the betting preview, you want to go back to the schedule breakdown, all of that stuff, and these are just going to keep getting better and better and better and better. These are This is just the first one we kind of threw shit, together, wanted shit. to make sure, and these are, I mean, we got, <laughs> hey, we got 32 more cracks at this one. 31. 31. Hey, 31 more cracks at this shit if you didn't like today's episode, so... Pound stand and come back tomorrow. How's that sound? <laughs> so Atlanta Falcons on deck. Atlanta Falcons on deck tomorrow. That will be the team we are breaking down. So uh, make sure you come around to Bend for tomorrow's first half of the show, episode 91, July 29th, 2021, for the full breakdown. The exact same thing we did today for the Cardinals, section by section, for the Atlanta Falcons. But let's quickly get into the second half half of today's show now partner not gonna waste a bunch of time not gonna discuss heavily i'd like to get on out of here in about 15 minutes close it out hour and a half pod how does that sound to you my friend
1: sounds decent to me
0: laser light speed we'll get in all the updates sports gambling updates and then dive into a quick ransom reactions and get y'all on about your day ready to rock and roll let's rock and roll let's rock and roll for the second half of today's show today's rants and and reactions now obviously this might be a little more cleaner in the future we're gonna have to have a little bit of a discussion about this because we didn't quite know how long the first half of the show sure. was gonna go and we don't want to rush through it because it is beautiful all the stuff that we can give you so yeah. we might just extend it all the way out we might just uh, cut out rants and reactions we might just do motivation minutes who knows but let me stop talking for now let me get into today's rants and reactions First things first, Olympics, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we got some big stuff for the fans of the PGA. We're obviously big fans of the PGA. We break it down week to week, give you some picks, stuff like that. We can officially bet on Olympic golf tonight at 5:30 p.m. Central Standard Time, partner. If you do, excuse me, if you do have your uh, sports book handy uh, while I am blabbering on here, maybe uh, just a quick top five
1: odds. Ready, set, shoot. Mr. Colin Morikawa, the defending uh, UR, excuse me, not U.S. Open, British Open, the Open Championship. The Open. The Open. He's at plus 700 leading the way. Xander Schauffele there, plus 900. Justin Thomas, plus 1,000. So three U.S. folk at the top. Victor Hovland, plus 11. And Hideki Matsuyama, the uh, home course for Mr. Matsuyama in Japan there, plus 1,100, followed by Rory McIlroy at plus 12. And then the late ad, Patrick Reed at plus 1,600.
0: All right. Well, there you go. There you have it. If you're planning on betting, which we are, make sure you get those bad boys hammered in before 5.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Now, moving along, sticking with the Olympics, we got some updates. We got some gold medal winners. We got some silver medal winners coming out of the motherland, ladies and gentlemen. We had, just before the show started, the U.S. Women's 3x3, or three-on-three, as we call it here in the States, Got the gold medal, baby. They uh hooked that up nice and easy. They uh cruised to a very solid victory. I'm not sure how all that uh, the scoring and everything works there. It's a little bit bizarre. If you do ask me, however, we got the gold medal in it, and we're the best three by three team in the entire world. So there you go. There you have it. Also, last night. Miss Katie Ledecky, the name needs no introduction. She got her sixth career gold medal last night in the 1500-meter freestyle and it was not even close. It wasn't. It wasn't even close. She won by 15 lengths. She could have done it with her arms tied behind her back. Mm. I'm I'm surprised she didn't. She might as well just done it on the bottom of the pool for crying out loud. So great to her, and not to mention Miss Erica Sullivan, I do believe it was. I just know her name is Sullivan. I want to yeah, make not sure it's about not Erica. However, she got silver, Yep. turned on the burners in the very last 50 leg, and got that silver medal. So we took uh, one and two on the podium in the women's 1500 freestyle love to see that uh not to mention also in the pool the men's synchronized diving team took home silver oh so absolutely terrific to all see right. that i told you that would be my sport yesterday if i had to play any olympic sport there you go that synchronized all they or no no, I just do it by myself. Okay, okay, okay. I do it by myself. Long wolf, I, huh? Yeah, I am a lone wolf kind of guy. <laughs> also, you were uh you were high on him yesterday. I was not. I was thinking about hammering hammering in Iran, but I didn't. Uh just decided to stay away in general. US men's basketball team gets the one twenty to sixty-six victory yesterday over Iran. And partner, that looks a lot more like USA basketball.
1: It sure does. I mean, we've already talked about the rest of the uh pack, maybe not the rest of the pack, but a lot of the pack getting close to the u.s there are still a handful of teams that are not quite there yet and iran is one of those i was looking through i was seeing on twitter people are like uh putting down iran money line tickets here and there plus 40 and then i went and looked at iran's schedule and their uh, results their roster i said there ain't no single chance that they're coming uh this close so i hammered in that minus 40 my friends and uh what is it a 54 point win yes it is yes it is the U.S. men's basketball team is back, or so it appears for the time being. Also,
0: Simone Biles, big uh, big news coming out. Everybody kind of knows the deal going on now at this point in time, and we want to say from the TTL pod to you, Simone, you have nothing but our support. Anybody out there throwing hate and shade and saying that this is ridiculous and she should stop, pound sand each and every one of you. Do what you got to do, Simone. You've had the pressure of the entire United States on your back for years and years and years and years and years and years and years years now. And there's more to life than just gymnastics, and you deserve that life. So more than all of the support in the world towards Simone Biles coming from the TTL crew. Wanted to talk a little bit about that as well. And if you missed it, Dean Boxall back at it. Coach, the Australians, the Australian swim coach, most in particularly, Ariarni. Titmuss' swim coach absolutely losing his mind once again as uh, Titmus brings home the 200-meter gold uh, last night. If you didn't see it, just go check out our Twitter page. That man has absolutely been losing his mind for the last two days. That all being said... That about wraps up the Olympics. Nothing much else major to cover there. We will still be bringing you our best bets and everything in between. Going to have some more stuff we can bet on tonight and put out, and it's going to start getting more and more hot and heavy. We're going to start seeing seeing, uh, more stuff that we can bet on, uh, I don't know, maybe between 5.30 and 7 o'clock and not wait until 10.30 to be able to bet on something when we're all trying to go to sleep and not get all hyped up and watch a race. So there you go. There you have it, Olympic update. Quick other update. uh, Actually, wanted to mention this, this is also two Olympics, Um, I I had it under another topic, but the Korean players Siwoo Kim and Sung Jae Im Im both have to place, they both have to medal, they both
1: have to hit the stand in order to avoid mandatory military service time for Korea. It is wild, man. I was reading into it. I've heard a little bit, and then I wanted to make sure I had my facts straight. It's not like they're going to be dragged off the course on, uh, you know, Saturday night if they don't medal. They may or may not have another chance in three years once it goes to France, but, uh, they may also just if they don't meddle, they may they might just have to choose like, hey, I'm just gonna get this out of the way because there is some interesting rule where if you are a man born in South Korea, you are mandatory. You have to serve two years in the Korean army. Yep. And uh, there are certain ex- exemptions, but and apparently uh, excellence in in sports is uh sometimes one of those exceptions.
0: It's one of them. So yeah. Hey, fingers crossed for the Korean boys, or else they're going to uh, have to put their PGA tours on hold for the yeah, time being. Not quite uh, top ten odds, but uh, yeah, not I, at all. I hope at least one of these guys gets in there man yikes absolutely but that officially does it for the olympic update quickly into my world the world of mma the world of ufc now it's going to be a rather different card than I've already briefly discussed uh, this week. This Saturday, there's been a lot of shakeups. Right now, uh, Lazez versus Stolzzi has been canceled. Uh, Lazez was out, and now Jared Gooden is going to be fighting Stolzzi, so that'll be a good fight. However, the Sam Alvey versus Roman Kapilov fight I told you I was looking forward to is scrapped. These are issues with Kapilov, and then there are a few other fights here and there that have either been canceled or moved in between it has been kind of a clusterfuck on this ufc fight night so They're scrambling, trying to get everything back in order. It looks like it'll be just fine, as it always is. But also just popped into my head, make sure you stop by Friday's show. We'll probably skip all of the nonsense, all of the craziness. We will dive right into the UFC Fight Night Breakdown. We'll break down the card. We'll give you all of our picks and props, and then I'll dish out the main card parlay, and then we'll wrap up the show. That'll be the end of it. We won't get into anything else there. So that'll be Friday's show, the second half of Friday's show, every Friday's show the full UFC fight night card breakdown, but a lot of shakeups there on Halver Strickland this weekend, so gonna have to do a little extra research, see what in the hell is going on, because I had already researched some of those matchups. Mentioned it yesterday, the one championship heavyweight, I now have his name, Aran Bular, has called out stipe miocic says hey if you want some you come get some because stipe was flirting maybe a transition over to one after not getting a rematch with francis We'll see what happens, but I wanted to give that man his credit and say his name properly. Not to mention also Vitor Belfort, the old dog, the legend in the UFC. If you don't know the name, it's probably because you ain't been watching long enough. However, he is now in contract talks with Triller. He's uh, looking to start a boxing career uh, fighting Oscar De La Hoya and a few other really, really big names in the boxing world. So we'll see what happens with Vitor Belfort, but he was obviously a legend in the sport for many, many, many years. All that being said, that does it for the UFC. Quick few minuscule nfl updates uh one update that came out today uh this morning that mr lamar jackson will be uh missing a little bit of training camp here because he has come down with a little bit of covid issues Mm -hmm. uh me as a covid survivor myself it is not fun i will tell you that so uh t's and peas to lamar hope he gets over that and doesn't cause any issues with him however speaking of covid Wanted to just quickly give you guys an update and hope that your team does not become any issues with this because the NFL and the NFLPA, everybody has agreed that they are not playing around this year no. whatsoever. So uh, regardless of vaccination status, a player who refuses to wear a tracking device or refuse to submit to required virus testing faces a fine f- either 14650 or $50,000 respectively a lot of stiff protocols, a lot of crazy stuff going on. That was per Tom Pellicero. And uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully this doesn't become a whole hoopla and we can right. just we stay in We don't need these sports. distractions. Right. We can stay into sports. We can stay into football, worry about NFL, and not let all of that world that we don't like to mess around with start bleeding into our damn world. Mm-hmm. Because then it just causes all types of murky shit. Yep. We don't need it. We like to have a good NFL season. Mm-hmm. So see what happens and then other late breaking news yesterday Xavier howard wants the hell out of miami he don't want nothing to do there and he actually had a four game stretch of zero reception yards allowed yeah, last season he's a dog, so man. who's ever getting him is getting an all pro corner and uh he more than deserves to get paid if miami's not going to do it i guarantee you some team will so there you go the nfl update nothing uh really major right as of yet for college basketball college nope. football it's coming right on around the corner we will have some updates with these uh daily shows obviously when college football is live and bettable we'll uh have some bets coming out for that stuff so there the show's gonna be uh randomly changing from here to dear here to dare uh but there. hey that uh that's the beauty of the ttl pod and doing what we do we can make it make it up as we go along so hope you guys continue to stick with us through the ride here and uh we'll just continue to dish it out to you Last but certainly not least, a brief MLB update because you still need a little bit of those because we'll still be dishing out MLB plays and you might still be making MLB bets. Uh, Big move for the Astros and Mariners yesterday uh, playing in a series together. Uh, Graveman and Montero got sent to the Stros and uh, Abraham Toro and Joe Smith got sent to the Mariners. Now, if you didn't see it, Graveman's pretty beat up about this. He was uh, crying in an interview. He was really, really, really bonded to his teammates in Seattle. Uh-huh. He did not want to go to Houston. But uh, regardless, hey, at the end of the day, the, the games we love are a business. And uh, when you get to that level, you get to that league, You find that out the hard
1: way sometimes. Especially this time of year. This week is going to be... uh, Chances are that's not going to be the first tough interview we hear. Yeah, and if you get the uh, quick rap-tap-tap on the door uh, this time of
0: the year and you're not expecting it, it can definitely smack you in the mouth right out of left field, no pun intended. The uh, Mariners also involved in another deal. They're trying to get active because they, like I've been telling you, I was telling you in all my bets, they're trying to make a move here yeah. in the AL East. And they uh, actually the sec- actually secured Tyler Anderson out of uh, Pittsburgh. Not the best season so far, but I think that's because he was with the P roots right. and uh, just some of those opponents and things that's been happening. Good for Anderson. Hopefully he can get some good work under his belt here in uh, Seattle and have some success. I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll see. For another pitcher... Steven Strasburg, season-ending neck surgery. Good grief, man. Uh, You know, he spent some time on the IL early, spent some time on the IL late, and now he's officially done so my friend.
1: Yeah, not good, man. Uh, it's just an interesting career that he's had. Got babied the first, like, three, four seasons of his career. Yeah. Pitch, uh, inning, cap, this and that. And uh turned out to him just having injuries left and right no matter what. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah, the the expectations for his career compared to what actually happened has just been absurd. Got a little... uh, I
0: lost the mess out of my pen, and it's it's trapped on the rug underneath what we're doing. Either way, no problem, no big deal. I got it under control. We'll get it hammered out, but that does it for most of the MLB. Nothing else uh, late-breaking as of yet. We'll have some breaking this week, I imagine, but I guarantee you we will. So that's a hell of a segue to remind you guys, if we haven't already... I know we did. I did for sure. To go to this episode's description, check out the link tree. Make sure you are following us on all of our social platforms. You're checking out all of our content and you're always dove deep into the talkingtheline.com website. We will never feed any bullshit information. We will always be the latest and greatest up-to-date news. We can promise you that. So make sure you follow us all on there. We put it all in one central location, that TTL link tree, so you can find it all. Make sure you check it out because it is going to start getting hot and heavy not only for the mlb but for the nfl before you know what college football is going to be right here and then we're going to be playing college basketball before you can even catch your breath so get locked in now this is the ttl cruise time of the year right around the bend one month away we are so damn close ladies and gentlemen like i said not jumping ship on mlb we'll still be watching we'll still be playing we still love our teams however Just going to make a bit of a switch and uh, get you guys as prepared as we're going to be for the NFL season. So that all being said, that all does it for my Ransom Reactions. Anything I needed to get off the chest, partner. Anything I didn't mention or anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul that you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on the first official NFL special edition of the TTL Pod
1: episode 90 on this beautiful July 28th, 2021. How about a little random NFL fact on this day in 1933? The NFL uh, was ten teams. They were not in any divisions. On this day, they first, uh, for the first time ever, split into two different divisions. Wow! Two five different or two five-team divisions. On this day in 1933. So, in the uh, spirit of NFL uh, coming around the corner, maybe I'll have an NFL fact every day. Who knows? Who knows? But you heard it here first. For now, on this day in 1933,
0: the NFL, then 10 teams, no divisions, officially said, hey, we got to have some playoffs. And the reason we're playing here, let's split this bad boy up into two divisions, five teams each. And let's see who's the baddest football team in the land. And thus, on the Hupmobile, was born the NFL. Thank you for your sidebar, Mr. Magnuson. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. I am so (laughs) excited for the doggone NFL season. We literally could not hold it in any longer. We were waiting to do some sort of NFL special episode. How the fuck do you jam all of that information that we just did right there for every single team into one show? It's impossible. It's absolutely impossible. So we have a daily show to take care of every single one. So I cannot wait for the next 32 days and After that, ladies and gentlemen, because it'll resume right back to normal podcast. You'll get our best bets of the day, the special play, the money line dice roll of the day. All that stuff will return. We're not getting out of that game. We just want to get juiced and ready right alongside you guys. So we are cooking by the time the NFL season starts. So that does it for the majority of episode 90. Quickly, fastly, in a hurry, but with presence. Let's get into... My motivation minutes of the day. Quick message I wanted to tell you guys, and my messages kind of over the course of the past week, over the course of the past few days, um, have all been on kind of going through your process, having discipline, never giving up, um, finding a way where there is no way, stop being a baby, go get after it. And, you know, that's all fine and dandy. And all of those things that I've been saying are extremely important. However, sometimes you need a little reminder and sometimes you need to just be kind to yourself. So today I wanted to remind you, be kind to yourself. Stop being so hard on yourself because you haven't accomplished a goal yet, because you haven't achieved something that you were set out to. You're on the right path. You're getting there. Take your time. No, That goal's not going anywhere. Just because you haven't had success yet, it's coming right around the corner. Take a step back. If you've just been beating the same drum day in and day out and day in and day out and you're not getting anywhere, you're just spinning the wheels and all you find is yourself being hard on yourself and wondering why you're making all these mistakes and wondering why you can't find success and it's all about negative you, 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 you. you. Slow that down. Be kind to yourself. Look where you're at today and where you were at before and all the places that you have the opportunity to go. You're far more blessed than you realize or that you even give yourself credit for and you have many, many, many talents that you don't give yourself credit for. So stop getting stuck in the negativity and the... I'm not reaching success and I'm not doing this because maybe you are reaching success. Maybe if you take time to slow down and think of these things and be kind to yourself, you reach the true version of success. And that's being happy, centered, and fulfilled. So today, my friends, not for me, as always, for you. Look in the mirror today and just be kind to yourself. Stop being so hard on yourself
1: and just be kind. That does it for my motivation minutes for today. Good stuff as always, my man. Great message today. I uh, adhere to this as much as I possibly can uh, because I, uh, you know, I don't like yelling at myself. I, uh, you know, maybe and sometimes I might take laughing at yourself, maybe not like laugh at you, but kind of laugh with yourself and just kind of laugh things off if you need to. But uh, whatever your approach is, everyone's got a different approach, but uh Definitely no reason to be getting down on yourself. Uh, that that'll just put you in a bigger hole as far as your goals are concerned, as a whole, anyways. So
0: yeah, and this is something that uh, I used to struggle with every and uh, heavy heavily with, and something I still struggle with time to time. I, I'm a perfectionist, you know that. Everything has to be top notch and in line and in order, and if it's not, I'm all types of thrown off. So I. I've had to work on that and and realize that, hey, everything's not always going to be perfect. And just be kind to yourself. Just let things happen and stop being so damn hard on yourself and putting so much unnecessary pressure that you're the only one putting it on yourself. Choose to be kind to yourself today. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. Now, I made a promise. I said by 1130, doggone it, we are three minutes late. I almost made it. But how about 1135? Nice round number for you guys here today. As always, that does it. That's a wrap. We're closing up shop for the day. Well, at least for the TTL pod. Episode number 90 on this beautiful July 28th, 2021. So as always, our friends, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers far and wide, and now NFL fans, fans of whatever team we're talking of about this current day or any of the following 32 days or everyone in between from me and Max thank you so much I crack myself up sometimes thank you so much for stopping by episode number 90 of the TTL pod we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday unless you have other plans still got a few to cash so we might as well say it hey partner and all of you out there let's cash some tickets.